This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of After 9. We will do your podcast password coming up at some point during this episode. And we'll try and do it sooner than later. How are you, Kat? Are you good? I'm pretty good, thank you. You know what I've been enjoying is these outrageous temperatures in a good way that we've been experiencing. Because as I'm looking ahead here, it looks like it's going to be the typical fall stuff on the way. But man, it was so nice. Yesterday and the day before, I was outside until like right up until bedtime basically it was so nice yeah i mean it's great i took the dog for a walk this morning at quarter to five and it was beautiful yeah 14 degrees at 4 45 (laughs) a.m uh but yeah you're right it's about to feel very fall Mm -hmm. in the next couple of days yeah enjoy those walks i was gonna say enjoy those walks with uh with charlie before you have to bundle up like with 15 layers before you take the dog out. Yeah, it's, it's fun, eh? I know. Damn it. And Leo loves the snow. My dog, I don't know about Charlie. Leo loves the snow so much. So, I mean, I have to. I have to go for long ones. I have to. I'm curious to hear what you think of this idea. We all know that becoming a fur parent has become a, more of a defined thing over the last couple of years. It used to be that if you had a dog, you had a dog. But now you're a parent, and there's a lot of people who either can't have kids or don't have kids that have filled that void with a pet. Sure. So with that in mind, a CEO of a British company started a debate within his company when he sent out an all-staff email asking if the company should or needs to adopt paternity leave. That's P-A-W-ternity leave. Oh, here we go. Basically, it would be a couple of days off for employees who adopt a dog so that they can get that dog acclimated with their home and not just leave them alone in a brand new strange place. Can I tell you that I I think of Charlie as as my son. He is just as much a member of the family as my actual kids. In fact, I kind of like him a little better. Sure. So I think that if... People take it that seriously, and and I'm one of those who do. That's kind of a nice, compassionate thing to do. We already have maternity leave, paternity leave. We've got bereavement leave. We've got sick leave. We've got all sorts of stuff. How about those people who are not going to have kids or can't have kids but have adopted a dog? Mm -hmm. Maybe they should be entitled to a little something. And we're not talking nine months or a year, a year and a half. A couple of days where, you know what, you did something pretty amazing. You rescued a dog yeah. from the shelter. We're going to give you, say, two, three days paternity leave to, to get that dog settled in and feeling comfortable in your home, to work out some routines, to figure out the no pooping in the house shit, that sort of stuff. Is that a good idea? You know, and that was my number one question, and you answered it, would be how long are we talking here? Because... 
I've I've done both. I've uh, now I didn't adopt Leo, but he was a puppy, and I I know that there's a lot of of stress that comes along with that. It's a crazy time as you try to adjust this puppy into your life and into your family. Uh, but I also know there's a big fucking difference between that and a baby. But a few days, Scott, I could be down for, and especially w- when you say specifically adopt, because although I didn't adopt mine, so go ahead and call me a hypocrite. But it was a specific breed that I was looking for that fit into my family, and there were none available. But she's and, also wildly racist. Everyone, it has to be a very specific dog, very that specific she, that comes into her home. That's absolutely <laughs> correct. But um, you know, I, I I understand the struggles, and especially when you are adopting, and we want as many dogs and and cats for that matter, like f- yeah. like everything. Small animals. Some shelters are overflowing with rabbits and hamsters. Now, I don't know how much time you really need for those. Okay, fine. But maybe we do it on on that kind of a system where, you know, if it's a a dog or cat, you get two days, three days. I don't hate it. And keep in mind, this is a CEO of a company asking their employers this. If they're willing to do it, I think that's a nice bonus. I don't necessarily think it's a right. You know, it comes with the cost of getting one of, you know, an adopted animal that perhaps is going to take a while to adjust, it comes with the cost. Most people are planning ahead on this. I mean, I personally planned a vacation around getting my dog. I think a lot yep. of people do try to get it at a, he, he or she, dog or cat, whatever, around a time of year where they can manage to take time off. So wh- why not? It, that would be a nice bonus if a company did that. I don't see anything wrong with it by any means, but I don't think it should be more than the two days that you, that you said. Kate Beckinsale. I used to have such a crush on her. Fuck. I she's, think she's a she's doll. She's gorgeous. She's suffering a fairly unique injury right now, and I'm wondering how many other women have had a similar experience. <laughs> it's a fashion injury. This is intense, though. I mean, I've heard of people getting hurt trying to put on clothes. You know what I've done before is, like, uh, trying to put something on, and then your hand slips and you smack yourself in the face. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done that before? Yep. Oh, yeah. Super, right? Like, that's super well, embarrassing. Never smacked myself in the face, but it certainly came close. I mean, it's that snap reaction. It's like an elastic. Yeah, absolutely. So she was on with uh, with James Corden talking about the fact that she had a back injury. And we did know this, by the way. We knew that she had a back injury, what, like a month ago or something, and she was in the middle of filming a movie. And it... <laughs> It turns out it had nothing to do with the movie, and it had everything to do with what happened to her at the hotel while she was filming this movie, yes, but it had nothing to do with that. Here's her explaining her injury from getting changed. Last month, right? This is true. You you went to hospital. You were shooting a movie. Yeah. What happened? Well, having done eight or 900 action movies, I hurt myself putting on a pair of leggings in a hotel room. Really? That's, yeah. I, I, when I saw that it was like happened while you were shooting, I thought you must have fallen off a no, building. Or I didn't. No, no it was. A, I'm do, I was doing a you know very intense emotional drama, and not running up walls or anything. And I, I was in my hotel room putting on a pair of leggings, and then sort of it felt like a kind of a guitar string snapped, <gasps> and everything was horrific. I mean, worse than having a baby. Bad, bad. And I couldn't walk, and I couldn't lie down, I couldn't sit down, I couldn't do anything. So. Eventually, we were trying to figure out how to kind of get out of the hotel room to go to hospital because I couldn't, I couldn't sit or stand or do anything. So eventually, an, an ambulance came and they sort of rolled out a sheet and, and picked me up in it like a sort of a sausage and then put me on a, <laughs> and put me on a gurney. And then, and then I went to hospital and, and was given a lot of drugs. And I don't drink at all. Yeah. So I 
really found out what kind of a drunk I am fast. Right. So did everyone else. And so I'm not a kind of, do you know who I am, have you seen all my films type, which is a huge relief. Yeah. So I'm really glad I'm not. But I am a, everybody's trying to steal my ovaries. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, there are some tight ones, Scott. And I think about skinny jeans more so than leggings. It depends on what style of leggings. But I mean, if we're talking about the fashion leggings where they are like a faux leather or a sparkly pant, they could be tight, tight. And sometimes you just got to wiggle your way in there, man. Sometimes you're flopping around like a fucking fish out of water on the floor trying to get into these bad boys. I can see how an injury would happen. And as you get older, maybe you realize, oh, my body doesn't want to move that way anymore. And your body's going, what are you doing? And in this case, a sound that snapped like a guitar string if if that sound came from my body, I'd be like, "This is it. Like this is the end. I'm not. Don't even get me up off the floor. Like this is fucking it for me. I can't live knowing that something like that snapped inside my body. I don't know what it is, where it fucking came from. That is horrendous. Like I can't leave me here to die. <laughs> I can't anymore. At least I look good. Honestly. Okay, but and i know this is going to come off as a stupid question to some of the, the the ladies that are listening right now but what about rather than trying to jam your your butt and your legs and your feet into those skinny jeans or those crazy tight leggings what if hear me out you just bought a bigger size <laughs> don't you fucking dare <laughs> <laughs> no maybe you- You need a bigger size. (laughs) It sounds like such a common sense situation, right? Like, why is she trying so hard to get into this pair of leggings? Why wouldn't you go up a size? Yeah, I mean, I understand. If it takes three people to do up your zipper, that's a fucking problem. (laughs) But after you get it done, it looks good. So that's why it's more for the after effect of like, Okay, I can't breathe very well, and I can't wait to take these off. Like, I am fucking dying, but damn, I look good. Look at that ass. That ass looks good. (laughs) In 25 minutes, when I get these jeans on, you're going to see how good this bum looks. (laughs) It's all just fucking in there. You know when you 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 buy Pillsbury um, dough in those rolls? Yes. And then you, like, give it a little smack on the counter, and then it goes pop? That's kind of like what it's like when it comes off. Does it make that noise when you take those jeans off? Yeah, and it goes like this. Woohoo! <laughs> that noise from Pillsbury is fucking golden. I love it. Uh, Tinder has got a new feature, Cat. This is exciting. They've introduced plus one. Tinder Plus One is part of their Explore series of features, and the intention of this is very, very simple. And it is a cross-promo. They're working with Wedding Wire on this one. Plus One is specifically so you don't have to go through the motions of, uh, meet somebody, okay, we both swiped, great, now let's have the chit-chat, let's get to know each other, let's go for a coffee, and then maybe I'll invite them to... Uh, my cousin's wedding because I need a date for the wedding. You can skip all the bullshit. Plus one is specifically for dates for specific things. So if you've got an office holiday party coming up and you just don't want to go stag this year, you want to have a date. 
Oh. That's what plus one is for. You know what? And I'll give you another simple example of that that I just thought of because I've seen it before from my friends, um, like my actual friends on Facebook, for example, who have written like, guys, I got two tickets to the Jays game. Someone's sick that I was supposed to go with. Anyone want the other one? That could be another good example, right? Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there's scenarios where you could go solo, but you don't want to go solo. You want to have a date, whether it's for companionship to shut somebody up and to prevent them from asking questions. Whatever it is, some people need a date for certain things. So you go on here and you can find yourself an escort for the... Oh, maybe that's a bad choice of words. But that's what people used to do is hire an escort for the (laughs) evening. Now, Tinder has made the whole thing much more above board. But I mean, hang on a second, though. Hang on a second, because I think you're right there. I mean, I think... There are people who are escorts. That happens. I went to school with someone who ended up being an escort for a short while. I do not. I believe she's married now with kids. She's no longer escorting. But you could tell based on her, her photos, she all but said I'm an escort because she'd post photos with different guys and she was given gifts and she had no prob- problem telling people how awesome life was doing what she was doing for a living and to inquire for more. So we knew she was up to some shit like that, right? So there are people who do that. And you know what? It, it, if it's all legal, you, you say, I mean, you say you're not giving sex, but you're just going on dates with these people, then why wouldn't the escort community hop on the old Tinder plus one? I mean, I don't see why that wouldn't be a problem. If you're looking for a date anyway, if you're looking for a date to that event, so let's say I do have Raptors tickets, they're fucking primo tickets, I've got nowhere to go with, and you know what? I'm open here. I feel like having a good time. I'm going to hop on there, and it just so happens that this person's an escort, but they are available. I don't have to give them money, but they can take my ticket. Why not? Well, it does take two people at least to have a date. So one of the things that they're asking for is not just for people who need a date to go on there for plus one. They're also asking for people who are interested in being a plus one for the evening. Again, no relationship, no commitment. You're going out on a date. They're asking you to sign up for this service as well there's people who will who are on tinder just for the meals they're on tinder right. they match with people they go out they get yes. a, they get wined and dined for the evening and then they ghost mm-hmm. this is perfect for you because uh, yeah you might get dragged to some shitty things i don't know if you really want to go to a wedding but it's an open bar and a nice meal you just have to hang out with the stranger for the night yeah. there's some people who will be down for that yeah And you know what? If you are, if you are down for that, I hope that means that you are a good, sociable person. Because could you imagine you actually do this? You're like, you know what? I do need a person because it is my friend's stag and dough. And I got to be there. I don't want to be alone. It's kind of awkward, right? In those situations, maybe there's going to be people I don't want to talk to. This is a good buffer. And I don't mind, you know, meeting someone new and, and there's no strings attached, basically. Make sure that if that person goes to reach out to you, you are that kind of person that would be social. Could you imagine bringing someone to a function thinking, okay, this is great. Seems as though you want to be a plus one. So that means you know the drill. And they show up and they say nothing or they're awkward. Or what if they start making like poor political comments or something like that? Or like outrageous racist (laughs) remarks. Like you got to be careful with that shit too though, right? Okay, so you know what? You're right. There isn't really an opportunity to vet somebody that much no. before you take them to a place where you've got either friends or family or both or or colleagues or your, your boss. boss, for example. Yes. Imagine that you go on Tinder, you find your plus one, you've got a good 10 there beside you and they look fucking great. But then they open their mouth and say, you know what the fucking problem with Doug Ford is or something like that. 
boom, that opens up a can of fucking worms. Bingo. Or you find out they're anti-vax and they go on a rant at the table or something <laughs> like that. How embarrassing is that going to be for you? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you should have like a video chat or something and just prep them. Like, hey, uh, this is a work function. We're going to keep things very professional and that's the deal. Yeah. There's a lot that could go wrong, though. You're oh. right. What if you get them there and you, you needed a date for the wedding and you're all excited to go and see your cousin get married and boom, that's when they tell you, oh, I'm not a dancer. I don't dance. Yeah. You, you go ahead. I'll be at the bar. Hey. And oh, how, fuck. How about this? Hear me out on this one. You know how you want to find yourself a good floor installer. So you might head over to Google and see what's available. And you always do what? You check the reviews. Why don't they have a reviews function available for the plus one specifically? Because we know the regular old-fashioned Tinder, you're supposed to, you know, meet your significant other. That's the, I mean, that's the plan. But people are on for different reasons. So why not for the plus one specific, if those people really are looking for that one-night hangout date just for fun thing, why aren't we able to review them on there so people can see? That way you know. And you read through the reviews and you think, oh, here he is, right? It's fucking Prince Eric from the outside. Look at this guy. He's great. Oh, wait a minute. A three-star review from 15 women. Hang on. And then you scroll through and you find out he talks shit about, you know, whatever it might be. He likes punching babies or something like that. Well, fuck that. Yeah. You would want as many reviews as possible because... Well, sometimes you want to know before you commit to going out in public with this person. By the way, if anyone says they punch babies, you should call 911 immediately. I I sent out a tweet yesterday. Very, very simple. I was talking about the gas prices and I showed the picture where I had to get gas yesterday. Gas was $1.48.7 a liter. $1.48.7 per liter. And all I said was, this is insanity at Justin Trudeau and at Ford Nation. Maybe ease up on the taxes a bit. Cat, it is crazy how quickly people went apeshit trying to defend their political turf. People swearing, this has nothing to do with the province. This is all on Justin Trudeau. <laughs> and then the Truanon folks, oh, that's stupid. Uh, look at the world price of oil. That, that's the problem. It's nothing to do with the prime minister, stupid. First off, I don't think I've ever had a pleasant tweet from a member of that Truanon army. But I will tell you that the tweet was specifically about taxes, 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 taxes. If you're going to get gas today, you should know that almost half of what you're paying is tax. A little over 40% is tax. Think about that. Almost half. And and I don't expect OPEC or sorry, OPEC to, to come out and say, Eh, yeah, prices are a little high. Yeah, it will slash our prices. They're not going to do that. But what I could see happening, if we had a reasonable government that appreciated people can't afford what's going on right now between the insane costs at the grocery store, between the oh. crazy increases in housing costs, oh, whether it be shit. rent or something else, uh, all those things are adding up. And now you tack gas prices on top of that. People are in a real shitty way. <laughs> Can I just say, too, you brought up the groceries thing. Does anybody else have the same experience as me? Because in my smart circle, in my circle, it seems as though we're all f- experiencing the same thing. 
I find not only are prices higher, most definitely, you know, I'll, I'll check out at the grocery store and it's close to 200 bucks where it used to maybe be 150 for what I was getting. Like, I feel like it's gone up that much. On top of that, I feel like the quality has gone to shit. And maybe that has to do with shipping things to the location. I'm not necessarily saying it's all the grocery stores, you know, business. Maybe it does have to do with um, them increasing the cost for, for shipping those items there. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Have you found that? My groceries, and I, I know I, I spend more money on groceries than you, of course, because there's four of us in the house, but I find it to be fucking outrageous. And I'll take items home, and they go bad, like, almost instantly. But the date doesn't say that they're going to. So something's fucking going on there. I think it's it's bullshit. Well, that's weird. I mean, it's fall. Everything is being harvested. The produce should be cheaper than any other time of the year right now, shouldn't it? No. I mean, I'm, I'm saying it's not. Like, it most yeah. definitely seems more expensive to me. Hmm. Okay, well, it's uh, it's expensive to live right now. And, and for the people that are just blindly firing off comments like, oh, you don't know what the, it's OPEC that, that does the prices. You don't know what you're talking about. No, read what was written. Don't read something that wasn't read. Don't read something that wasn't written. It's very, very simple. Taxes are the thing that we can impact right now. <laughs> if if Justin came out and said, you know what, we just, people can't afford to live in Canada right now, so we're going to take off the federal excise tax right away, just temporarily until prices come back down to normal. That would be an immediate impact right then and there. Maybe we take off some of the HST on top of that. Maybe we dial back the carbon tax a little bit and admit that it did send prices skyrocketing, just like those stickers on the pumps a couple of years ago said it would. Mm -hmm. They said by 2022, we'd be paying outrageous prices. Well, it's almost 2022 and we are paying outrageous prices right now. And we're not even getting it as bad in Ontario as the rest of the country. Newfoundland and Labrador, B.C., paying even more. It's fucking crazy, Kat. Like, I, I honestly don't understand how... Well, actually, I do understand the prime minister, the premier, they all get drivers and cars that take them everywhere. I don't know the last time they put gas in a car. When's the last time you saw Justin Trudeau at a Petro Canada filling up a tank? It hasn't happened in at least six years. You would think something like that to help the gas prices. It's also going to help businesses. Let's not forget, too. Right. And yeah, I mean, we mentioned shipping things. That's one thing that's going to cost a little bit less. And maybe that also helps with other products, um, you know, that we're purchasing right now. It is making it unaffordable for some or making it close to unaffordable or at least not helping families to save money, which is one thing that we know that we should be trying to do. That's always what the goal is. But a lot of people are just making enough to get by. So every little bit counts. Uh, but I don't expect the government to do a thing. I fucking love money. They're not going to get rid of that. Well, you know, I mean, at some point we have to look at a full, well-rounded economic recovery. And, you know, if I'm looking at that, it's not just about handing out money to people who lost their job or or whatever. Although that is very important to support the people who need the supports. But there's regular families that didn't lose their job. They just can't keep up with the increasing cost of everything. And it's not even a gradual increase. This was like right there, slap you in the face, hardcore, right fucking now, give us your money. It's like a shakedown. And I don't know how regular people can afford it. I I really don't. I mean, I can't. So I don't know how everybody else can. But these prices are nuts. Oh, and and one more thing on this. The uh, UN put out a new report saying we have to have our oil and natural gas and, and so on production within the next decade or less to even have a chance 
at ex- at meeting our targets for climate change. And we want to keep things below a one and a half degree temperature increase. So with that in mind, I'm very sensitive to the fact that, yeah, it would be great if we could speed up getting off of oil. But it's sure as shit not going to happen tomorrow. It's definitely not happening today. So what do we do in the meantime? Well, they could do something to make the price of electric vehicles a little better. Maybe, just maybe, they start installing more infrastructure right now for electric vehicles. Because some of the, I did see a sidebar conversation on electric vehicles, and some think the government should subsidize them so they're affordable. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you subsidize the manufacturers so that the cars are more affordable. Mm-hmm. There's lots of different ways they could do it. But if you can transition to an electric vehicle, that would save you substantial money right now. The problem is it's very expensive to get into one. Yeah. They're not cheap cars. That's the, that's the problem. And we know eventually, well, I mean, eventually we'll get there, right? But it will take a long time because as you look at the price of it, you're trying to figure out if it's best for you. And people don't have the money, may not have the money right now. They'd love to do it. But if they, we did have a little bit of help, man, that would make such a difference. I mean, is that the reason gas prices are so high? Will they continue to be high because they feel like people are just going to continue to buy electric cars so they're losing money on, on gasoline? It's a, this is a massive industry. And, and again, sorry, the conspiracy theorist in me is coming out here with this one. But I, I don't know. Sometimes I think there's something to these inflated gas prices and the fact that they're worried about the amount of people that can afford it right now getting into those electric cars. And I don't blame them, by the way. If I could afford it, I would do it too. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a goal. I'd love to have one. I mean, I've said it many times. I'll make the switch as soon as it makes sense to make the switch. But some of the the objections that I've seen from people are simple. Either they don't understand how an electric vehicle works or Mm -hmm. even how a hybrid vehicle works. Or they're concerned that the battery, like every other battery you have, is eventually going to die and then your car is no good anymore. There's some people who are concerned that they just don't get enough mileage now. If you're somebody who regularly drives to, I don't know, Washington, D.C., is it going to make it to Washington, D.C., or are you going to have to pull over for six hours to recharge? You know, there's questions that I feel like we could answer because there is a good answer for all of those things. But somebody needs to take the lead on this and really do a formal introduction to the public. Yeah, Elon. It could be Elon. (laughs) It could be Justin. It could be Doug. It could be Elizabeth May. I don't care. But somebody's got to really clear up some of the misinformation, and and we really do need to set a goal of making them more affordable or uh, uh, up front make them more affordable. Because once you actually get one, yeah, you're not filling up your your gas guzzler all the time. Okay, all right, and I'll save money in the long run when I get it, but it's the upfront cost. Maybe we can amortize electric vehicles a little differently in a deal between the banks and the government something like that there's a solution for every problem and i feel like this is one that somebody should take on and that would have a pretty immediate impact on our carbon footprint as a nation so there's that let's move on from gas prices because uh i know that we're not all going to agree on this but the price is too damn high and yes it is taxes that could make an immediate change. But anyway, did you ever have one of those 
those Fisher Price toy phones when you were little, you know, the one with the rotary dial on it, and you could drag it behind you, and you could <laughs> pretend you were phoning Nana and, and Papa and shit like yeah. that. Did you have one of those toy phones? You know what? I gotta ask my mom. To be honest with you, I don't remember. I don't believe I ever had one, but I know exactly what you're talking about. For those who can't picture it, it had the weird eyes where as the wheels moved, the eyes shifted from left to right. <laughs> kind of like, creepy. Creepy as shit. It's kind of creepy. When I was a kid, I thought, oh my God, this is the coolest thing. But it's actually creepy as shit as an adult. But either way, Fisher Price has decided they're going to bring it back. This is a toy that's like 60 years old and they're bringing it back in 2021. But it's not enough to just bring back a rotary phone that you tow behind you and the eyes move. Of course, in 2021, it's got Bluetooth, mm-hmm. and it actually makes calls. You sync this phone to your cell phone, and you can actually call people on it. And they say there's a lot of perks to it. Because it's a rotary dial, you can have that old-school experience of, oh, the zero's right there in the bottom right, all the way up, and then wait for it to click all the way back down. Remember how a rotary phone worked? Did you ever have a rotary phone? Oh, my God. I don't know if we ever had one. My Nana did, though. My Nana did, and she refused to give it up. It was one of those situations where the phone company had to tell her, you need to give this up because it became an issue. For those that don't yeah. know, for, t- for, tone, for tone dialing, you couldn't, you couldn't use the rotary. At a certain point, they had to eliminate it, and she was right at the very end. So I do remember it very well, but I, didn't, I don't think I ever had one. If it's your grandmother that had one, I'm going to guess it was mounted on the wall in the kitchen. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> with a long, tangled-up cord yep. hanging from it. And you could yeah. unhitch it and bring it with you wherever you went if you wanted to. Sure. Well, they say that with this one, it will have the rotary effect, which is a reminder of days gone by. But it also teaches kids numbers, so they say. Oh, and in okay. a very 2021 way, in addition to numbers one through zero... It also has a pound sign and a star key. <laughs> so you can hashtag grandma. You know, I actually, I like this. I like this because kids are fascinated by phones and we can't escape that. If you have a phone lying around and a little kid, you know, they are fascinated because they see us on it. They see us using it. They see us contacting our loved ones. They even maybe when they're old enough, they get a chance to. And that's where I'm at with my oldest. She's four. I now let her hold the phone when we're FaceTiming with Let's say Aunt Chrissy, it, you know, when we're calling her in Alberta, she gets to FaceTime her and show her around the house and show her her new toys. And she loves it. She loves having that control at four. And and that's fine. I have no problem with those things. But I also don't want to hand over my phone for a phone call. I want to be present and make sure that she's not doing something she shouldn't be because she's young. So for young kids to be able to pick up this phone, this fake phone, but still, you have all the control as an adult, right, for Bluetooth. You make the phone call. You know that she's not going to accidentally call 911 or something that we're all paranoid that's going to happen. And she still gets to have that conversation with with grandma or with Auntie Carol or whatever the heck is going on. And they feel that independence of like, hey, I'm making a phone call. I like it. I think that's very cute. If you want to see that new phone, you can at scottandcat.ca. Remember, that's cat with a K. It is currently available for pre-order only. It's going to be available exclusively through Best Buy at first, and you can bet that it's likely going to sell out very quickly before Christmas, so you might want to jump on that uh, pre-order scenario. Let's do today's podcast password. This is a contest that we're running here. It is just to say thank you as we close in on a million After 9 downloads. 
So here's what we're going to do. We'll give you the password, and then you're going to text that word to 519-571-2328. Every time you text, you are in to win. Ready for today's word? Let's do it. Today's podcast password. Hard thing to say. Fast. And you just text this word, whatever word. We're about to let you know just the word, not your name, not in quotations, just the word. Today's word is Tinder. T-I-N-D-E-R. Text Tinder to 519-571-2328 and you are in to win $1,000 when we hit a million downloads. I never even thought of doing this, cat, but I feel like I'm a good enough golfer. Not good enough to be on the PGA Tour, but good enough to do to win some things. And I love what this lady did. She's 63 years old. She's retired, and she decided, you know what? I'm going to go back to school. I regret that I don't have a university degree. So at 63, she has gone back to school, but not just to get that degree. She went back to school because she herself is a fairly good golfer and decided, I want to play NCAA golf. She made the golf team at 63 years old. Oh, my God. Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. I love that. A little weird for the 19 to 21-year-olds that are on the team to have a 63-year-old co-competitor, but I think that's great. And you know what? Kind of makes me want to go back to school. (laughs) (laughs) That could be you. I could have a shot against some amateur college kids. Yes, let's fucking go. Yes. I'm going to win a tournament. Uh, What else we got here? A 24-year-old farmer over in the UK made news this week when he plowed, will you marry me, into a field and then surprised his girlfriend by taking her up in a hot air balloon so she could see it. Is that cute or is that stupid? That's cute. I mean, if, if, if that's a farmer, you know, that's their life. I always like when proposals or, or big milestone events really do kind of mirror what, what your relationship is about or what you are about. And you put a piece of yourself into it rather than the typical, you know, I'll go to dinner and put a ring in a dessert. Well, if that has nothing to do with the relationship, I'm just like, meh. But something like this, it's unique. Not a lot of people have the ability to do it, or maybe they don't even know where to begin to have that happen. So I, I like wouldn't it. even know how to turn a tractor yeah, on. Yeah, I would have no fucking idea. It would end up in the ditch somewhere. So this is very impressive. For our American listeners, you get something for free tomorrow, even though we continue to get fucked in Canada. Tomorrow, Taco Bell is giving away free breakfast. Absolutely free, no purchase necessary. You can roll through any Taco Bell drive through in America tomorrow between 7 a.m. and 11 a.m., and they will give you one of their free breakfast burritos. Are you at all interested in breakfast at Taco Bell? If this hit the menu <laughs> in Canada, would no. you be there trying to get some chorizo, egg, and queso in a wrap in no. the morning? That does not appeal to me at all no it's amazing how much the coffee makes a difference when it comes to takeout breakfast there's a lot of people who eat tim horton's breakfast in the morning because they're there getting a coffee there's a lot of people who will eat an egg mcmuffin in the morning but they went there to mcdonald's to get a coffee in a similar way there's a lot of people who don't necessarily like burger king coffee 
So they don't go to Burger King for breakfast. Same might apply with Harvey's, A&W, any of those places. The coffee makes a huge difference. I would have thought more of a priority would be on that because I'm pretty confident that when you go to Taco Bell and order a combo, Mm -hmm. you might as well not even order the coffee because it's basically undrinkable. I've tried it and it is, it's thick. (laughs) Think of it. I don't know how else to describe it, but Taco Bell's coffee is thick. (laughs) Like it's hard to swallow and even harder to digest. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. I don't know if it actually is thicker than any other coffee, but it feels thick. Scott goes to drink it. It's like cranberries coming out of a can, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) get your fork and knife and get your coffee. Holy shit. That's amazing. Uh, You want to talk about Facebook real quick? Yeah. Yeah. This is a pretty big deal. Yeah. So they're going to give themselves a new name next week. Uh, now, according to sources, they're, they're going to reflect their focus on the metaverse. Uh, the Verge what the fuck is, is a metaverse. Uh, it's a whole thing, man. Mark Zuckerberg is on a whole. He's on a different. He's on a different ride. You know what I mean? All of us are over here on this ride, belted in. He's on this ride over here without a seatbelt on. But anyway, he plans to discuss it in the conference, the Connect conference. They do this every year. It's coming up on October twenty eighth. But this was leaked. Now, first of all, I would love to know who leaked this. Did they actually leak it? Because they're pretty, they're pretty secure on, on anything that happens and goes down there. But stuff manages to get out. So anyway, hopefully we'll find that out. But uh, the announcement could come sooner. The questions that I'm seeing the most uh, as we've been talking about this through the day is, will that change the name of the website? Because we're talking about the parent company. Keep in mind, guys, the parent company right now is called Facebook. And they own Instagram and they own WhatsApp and many other things. So they're planning to do a name change there and a, quote, rebrand. Do you think it will impact Facebook? Most people uh, are wondering that. I don't know if anything can save Facebook, to be perfectly honest with you. Facebook has just, I mean, this is a platform that probably started, well, it didn't start off with the best of intentions. It was originally to rate women, but eventually it evolved into a neat way to keep in touch with family and friends. But then it, it just took a real sinister turn and all the stories we've heard about how they're actually profiting off of some of the shit mm-hmm, that people have mm-hmm. gone through and the misinformation that went out there, it may have influenced elections, which directly impacts people's lives. It's uh, at times it's full of just hate and venom. And I, I don't like Facebook at all. Uh, I think it has ruined relationships and marriages and, and, and so much more. So I don't know that anything can face or fix Facebook Mm -hmm. changing the name. I don't know. I mean, you can paint a house and it'll look a little different, but it's still the same house. And and I think that's probably what it's going to come down to for Facebook. I'm still on team. Break them up. I I really don't have a problem with breaking up Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp into three different companies. Yeah. Well, And, and Mark Zuckerberg is not part of any of them, by the way, that would be my preference, but people either love it or hate it. And for me, I'm on a hate it. I just have to use it for work. I, I don't think this is going to turn their fortunes around. Put it yeah. that way. Yeah, and there's people that hate it, them that are not going to come back, regardless of whether they change their name or even came up with um, some sort of new rules. I, I don't know what the deal is, and we'll find out soon enough. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to save them either. I almost wonder, Scott, if this is the beginning of the end. And another thing that I thought of, was, and this is the conspiracy theorist in me, that Facebook 
WhatsApp, the whole deal shutdown that we had just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's connected to this? Ooh, that's good. Well, you know, I don't think they were honest with us about what happened there. I mean, to suggest it was a technical issue and and it just screwed with everything, I, I still find that very hard yeah. to believe. And and that's a part of the reason that there's a general distrust of Facebook is because they don't believe yeah. these stories. My, so it's entirely possible that has something to do with it. May, I mean, it's possibility. Now, that's just a, oh, a conspiracy theory. But people who know a lot about this, my brother included, actually, I had a great conversation with him over Thanksgiving about the shutdown. He's very brilliant. He's a computer engineer. Uh, he explained it to me on what happened. And that made me less likely to think that there was any kind of conspiracy. Because basically what happened was Facebook had constructed its own security that locked itself out. So not only... Could they not just easily get in and fix the problem? They had to work tirelessly to come up with a solution to get inside, back inside their system, because it was so strict that it locked them out. That's basically, he he explained it to me in a much better way than they did, by the way, the way that he explained how those systems work. So, I don't know, less likely. Again, I'm just throwing it out there that I do find it very coincidental, all these things that are happening to Facebook, to be of a coincidence, aren't they? Very much so. It's... uh... Uh, definitely long overdue that they did something. If the rebrand is the way they want to get it done, fine, I suppose. It's just that it's, uh, I just get so skeptical with Facebook because they've just pissed us all off so many times over the years. One last thing I want to mention here before we wrap things up, and we're going to end it with a dumb criminal today, like I love to do. So you've got a guy who was driving, and he had an outstanding warrant. He is from Missouri. His name is Noel. So Noel got pulled over last Saturday, wanted for a felony. He knew he was in trouble. So the deputy was asking him some questions, and Noel thought, I see where this is going. I think the cop knows that I've got this warrant, so my best chance of getting out of this is by running. So he bailed, took off, started flying. Well, the deputy went after him, and he was able to catch up to Noel there. Partially because Noel didn't put his all into running from the cops. Noel was carrying something. It was a Marie Callender's chocolate cream pie. <laughs> and he didn't, he, he refused to put it down? I don't know why he was driving with a pie, <laughs> but he took the pie with him when he ran. What? Was there something in the pie? Like, tell me there's like a USB in the pie that contains sensitive information. The local sheriff says the pie, and I quote, appeared to be extremely important to Mr. Cole. (laughs) So it has been placed with his personal belongings and will be kept as safe as possible for him until his release. Um, again, and this is nothing against pie. But why the fuck would you take the pie when you're running from the cops? You don't leave the pie alone. Did you think you were going to be hunkered down in the woods for a couple of weeks and you better take a pie just in case? Maybe that's exactly it. Maybe uh, he figured he could use it as a weapon. It was a pie by the cop in the face. I don't know. But I seriously would inspect that pie. Something's up with that fucking pie. Or it's that good. I'd like to try some of that pie if that's the case. I've never had that pie. And on that, we will say thank you for listening to After 9, everybody. Have yourselves a fantastic hump day. We will be back tomorrow with another episode of After 9. Don't forget to text today's podcast password. And have a good day. 
The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.